0: Hello
1: lovely people, welcome to the Thriving Women Artists podcast. Thank you for tuning in. I am Sarah van Dongen. I am Doreen Bellar. I'm Ping he. And we are here to share our creative journey and to support you on yours. Hello, good morning everyone. So, so great day to start with and here today have a new episode and we are invited Tracy English coming here to talk about her journey as an artist. Today, Sarah and Doreen, they are not here. They are on a holiday. So hopefully they can join us next time. Welcome, Tracy. Good morning. Good, morning. Good to see you. Good, Good to see well. you. Thanks and I'm so them. glad that you accept my, uh, accept my invitation to come on the podcast.
0: Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's, we've known each other for quite a long time. So I'm really looking forward to having a chat.
1: Yes, I always admire what you're doing. So would you please introduce your journey as an artist and a lot of people who are really looking forward to hear your journey?
0: Thank you. So I started my journey a very, very long time ago. Um, I studied textiles at college, um, and I really loved colour and pattern from the beginning, really. I did a, a foundation course first, which was a varied course, And from that, I realised that I really would enjoy um, textiles. And so I took a two-year textile design course, which Mm -hmm. then led to me um, going into um, colour forecasting. So I worked at a colour forecasting studio um, after I left. Um, One of my tutors worked there and she managed to get me in there as well. So I worked there for about uh, three or four years, but I was already still starting to evolve my own work as well. And mm-hmm. um, I started doing market stores at uh, Greenwich Market in London. At the same time, I was um, doing hand-painted silk. So I was kind of was busy every evening and at the weekends painting silk. And then in the week, I would go to the forecasting studio. And we were doing storyboards and things like that for colour forecasting, for home home furnishings. Um, and after being at the market for maybe two or three years, I started getting approached to do some illustration work. And so I started doing that alongside the market and the forecasting. Wow. And eventually I gave up the forecasting studio and tried to just do it on my own. So I searched out a few more markets, um, craft markets at the time, and was doing the silk painting and a little bit of illustration. And so, um yeah, so that was really, it. for 10 years I was doing the markets and illustration work and yeah, churning things out. And eventually I kind of got fed up with, Just producing handmade things to sell, um, it just got too much, and I kind of had enough illustration work, so I kind of went into that and was just freelancing. Mm -hmm. Um, First of all, painting on silk that was then produced into greeting cards and things like that, and slowly I started painting as well and doing some work with gouache, and it was before computers, so, yeah, everything was done by hand um, and sent off as a piece of artwork to be scanned and, yeah, photographed. Wonderful. And then my kids, yeah, and then my kids came along, um, and I struggled to look after my kids and still do the work. And my husband was out at work, so I was kind of doing all the childcare. And I decided to have a complete break. I just couldn't couldn't do it all. Um, so, yeah, so I stopped. And yeah, it was. I sometimes regret that now, but it's just how it was. It's all I could manage was to look after my children. Really, I wanted yeah. to be a, a proper mum to them, so. Um, yeah, so then, I don't know, roll on once they started secondary school and then I started to pick my paints and stuff up again and um, kind of discovered that I'd lost my confidence really in being creative and so I started to take some online courses. It was the kind of birth of all the online courses coming up and I took the um, Make Art That Sells class. I think it was the second year that, that Lila Rogers had been running it. And I think maybe we met on that, I'm not sure.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure I joined the But Anyway, I
0: think it was 2014. Um, so I took those classes. I think I did two or three of them. And really, that was an eye-opening moment for me. And I kind of gained some confidence again. And, yeah, I started creating. And I think on one of the assignments, I decided to do some collage work. And, yeah, I don't know, there's just something in Spark set off in me. And I thought, okay, maybe... Maybe collage is the way for me to go. (laughs) And um, so, yeah, I just started developing my style, really. And um, from that, yeah, the rest is kind of, yeah, a bit of history, I suppose. (laughs) I've just carried on. I did some more online classes. I kind of started to pick up the social media stuff, get to know people. Um, Yeah, and, yeah, I guess that takes us to where we are now. Um, I started getting a few licensing deals and things like that and then three years ago I signed up with my agent who now gets me the majority of my work Um, but yeah so it's yeah it's been a long winding journey with lots of different kinds of styles in between I guess but um, I've never completely stopped being creative but I definitely while I was looking after my children I I just found it really hard I don't know how people manage to do both to be honest Mm -hmm. I mean um, I just found it yeah that was one job. I could only do one job at that time. So yes.
1: That's amazing. I love first of all, I love your colors. Um, amazing work because you mentioned that about collage. Mm-hmm. It's it's like for you so look at your look at your work. I'm like amazed, and then you're so productive on Instagram. I was like, Tracy, make a whole piece of work within a day and next next day starting over a new new one again. You're so dedicated. And I love your colour and that's now I'm seeing you like your textile and um, background no wonder because I can see your fashion sense and your eth- aesthetic is amazing.
0: <laughs> I've always yeah, I think I've always been drawn to colour um throughout my life, probably. I've always I've always loved it. Um yeah, you know, even probably when I was a young child I loved to create things with colour and that's yeah. amazing built in a little bit i don't know <laughs>
1: and, and, and currently uh, you what uh, what kind of work you're concentrating on and uh, you mainly you're talking about now you have agent, so um you mainly focus on the commission work from agent and this is what you mainly doing now or have something else
0: yeah i mainly do licensing with my agent i guess um and she does get me some commissions. Sometimes I get commissions through Instagram and social media as well for myself. But then I have to direct them through my agent because mm-hmm. we have a contract that's that's like that. So everything kind of ends up going through her, mm-hmm. uh, unless it's something that I, if I had a client from before her days, then I can keep that for myself. But otherwise, everything goes through her. So it's mainly, it is mainly licensing, but there is some commission work as well.
1: Yeah, you're licensing like stationery like cards or what kind of licensing work? Uh, um, it's a bit of
0: everything really, greeting cards, some homewares, uh, wrapping paper, Um, I just did some things for children's company that they're like some colouring in things and stuff, so it's a lot of, yeah, it's varied really, but I mean definitely stationery is one of the main, main areas, some book stuff, I um, mean yeah, a bit of I can be
1: versatile. <laughs> I love stationery. I love paper products. Well, I, that I love that
0: makes sense, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, and it's
0: a bit of a dying thing, isn't it, really, with people not posting things anymore and so much. And a lot of stationery shops here have closed down, actually, sadly. Paper oh. chase was a big one and that has now gone out of business, sadly.
1: It's it's kind of like indeed, you know, um they have some Speciality shop I think you cannot do massive things I think as something unique designs and still people compared to 10 20 years ago yes it's shrinked the industry but still people are selling cards and uh, you know still wrapping the gifts yeah, maybe a little bit less it's, bit
0: it's changed a little bit maybe yeah. uh, but there's definitely yeah it could definitely do with a good stationery store in the UK now because I feel that after Paper Chase closed, that's that was always a big main main seller. That there's now new independents and stuff popping up, which maybe will be better.
1: Yeah, because we, I'm selling a lot to the independent stores, not like a chain stores, but more independent. Yeah. I think they're thriving from offering unique products and yeah. um, yeah. speciality products and yeah. um, and also support local artists. You know. Yeah.
0: Yeah, which is good, which is nice. And often they have better, nicer products, I think, and more unusual things, which is good.
1: Yeah. And then what kind of quality do you think it is important to to have in in order to be a successful artist? And I always admire you and the way you go through different parts of your career and now you are a very successful artist and are represented by a famous uh, uh, agent in UK. But what kind of quality do you think it's important for artists to know?
0: Yeah, I think you need to be hardworking. <laughs> and- creative um open-minded and flexible mm. i think those i think those qualities are definitely ones that and not mind taking a knock back because yeah often things don't work out and you have to pick yourself up and move on yeah um, you know, so probably those qualities which yeah it's not always easy but um <laughs> definitely yeah you definitely need all of those
1: yeah yeah, hard work is, you know, a lot of people think, oh, I got agents, you know, um, job comes very quickly. And then sometimes you also need to put your own efforts to promote your own work. And, and also, um, I think hard work. And a lot of people sometimes take <clears throat> take job as cr- granted. You know, I think you add value to the current work. You know, it diverts 200% and then, you get a client trust in you and in in this way um hard work pays off <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly i mean i guess maybe some people the work just comes where whatever they do but i think generally most people they have to really put in a lot of graft and hunt for things and yeah you cannot leave it just to your agent definitely not no um, you have to be doing other stuff as well um yeah. to promote yourself because your age i mean my agent has quite a lot of artists so you do it <laughs> just concentrates on me. Um, she's she has to concentrate on twenty of us. So you know, you definitely have to be doing your own thing as well. Yeah, and use her for support.
1: Yeah, but also I think for artists, it's also um very good, uh, very clear message. You know, um, what kind of style, what kind of work you really like to get. Um, because in order to be successful, you need to have a clear. not like a vision, but it's important they stay on track track of what you started with. Maybe you can adjust a bit. Um, um, But but like, for example, sometimes you start with a pattern designer, you can end up in a book illustrator. But, you know, the switch is it's quite a challenge. You will lose some clients. And then I think if you switch quite often, people get confused. So what you are as an artist and people coming to you for a book or people coming for you for a book pattern. But some people can be very diverse, you know. <laughs> but um, then... <laughs>
0: yeah, I guess your art is like your handwriting. You have a particular look and I think generally if someone sees my work they can see that it is my work I mean I do think within my style I do have slightly some slightly different looks probably because I can do like little cute animals or I can do a landscape or but I think generally still people probably can see that it is my work mm-hmm. I think that is I mean some artists can have lots of different styles and you wouldn't know that they'd done one thing and done another thing and that's just a different way of working I guess but I think generally it's quite important to have your own kind of voice and handwriting so that people can say, oh, yes, that's a that's Ping he painting or that's a Tracy English collage mm-hmm. without even being able to see the name. And I think that is probably quite an important thing. And then I think you can diversify into different areas. Mm-hmm. If your work fits into that area, then that's not a problem
1: mm-hmm. because you
0: need to be able to diversify um, I think it's just important to try to have your own handwriting, not to copy yeah. other people's handwriting. And it takes and that takes time, I think. And it, that does also change over time. I look at work that I did 10 years ago, and it looks completely different to what I've done now. But mm-hmm. you can still see that I think it was mine. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't, you know, you do develop and you improve, I guess. The more you do, the more you improve. Um, yeah. You know, something that doesn't change with age, you definitely can carry on getting better with your art and all your creativity, I think. So, Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm yes and also I think you also uh, be a success, successful artist sometimes you also need to think like when you get a lot of commission work but sometimes you get a lot of briefing and you lost sight and mm-hmm. and become a job yeah. i think in uh, it's a it's a long-term kind of career and also you need to enjoy it I mean enjoy it not necessarily have, every day have a sunny weather and a smiley and a very easy job I mean enjoy it in a way that you still feel challenged that you can learn from it. And you had, you know, you when you finish it, you feel like you are learning from it and still have fun doing the job instead of like for the sake of finish the job I get money paid, you know. Um, uh,
0: yeah, I think sometimes challenging jobs definitely teach you more. Um, yeah. It's enjoyable every day, but you're always thinking when's this going to end? But I think you definitely learn a lot from those jobs. Yes. Uh, and maybe a new way of working or way of, developing something and so you know yeah but not every job is easy that's for sure Some yeah. clients are harder to work for than others you know
1: yeah and, and, uh, and you mentioned about being flexible because I think a lot of artists have certain kind of way of seeing things and running the project but also you have if you work with agents and you work with editors or you work with uh, art directors everybody on the on the team um, just want to make sure that the product bring onto the market will be successful and will be successfully launched and if we go on the shelf will be easy or you know, get picked yeah, by the consumer.
0: Yeah. Yes. So we, get some money after yeah. It.
1: So. Yeah. And you also need to be flexible with your time, and be flexible and listen to the to the to the advice for adjustment. Sometimes it's very tough, you know. <laughs> you put twenty hours behind it, like yeah, the color is a bit off. Or, yeah, I feel the eyes not really right, you know. <laughs> so
0: <laughs> well, it's good that you can often adjust things on the computer now. Yeah. Because if we do the artwork? That is a major issue, really. Um, yeah. yeah. And I do feel I need to probably start learning a bit more stuff on the ipad and procreate because you can do some amazing things on procreate and apparently you can even do collage so i do feel at some stage i need to try and (laughs) establish a way of doing that so that sometimes it's easy to especially for client work you can make changes yeah and work a lot quicker but anyway i haven't i haven't tackled that yet no
1: I love the hand, hand get hands dirty thing, you know, I love the like the little mistake from human hands, you know, they're um, not, not perfect. It, I
0: like those little mistakes, that's the yeah. problem. <laughs> like, I don't always want a blob of glue or whatever, they want it to look perfect even if it's been made by hand. Yeah. Because, you know, with watercolour you can't always, you don't even know, know where that drop of water is going to spread <laughs> the paint. So that's, you know, that's that's the beauty of watercolour. But, you know, sometimes the clients don't want that beauty. Yeah. <laughs> one.
1: Yeah. Um, the next question, like, do you have, like, tips for artists who are looking for representation?
0: Um, yeah, I think probably the best thing to do is maybe approach, if you've seen an, an agent that you like, maybe approach some of the artists that they represent and see if they will give you any... Um, guidelines or see if they're happy, um, see how much work they're getting, just to get a feel for how those eight, those artists are feeling because obviously they're not all of them will give you the truth, but hopefully there'll be enough of them that will give you a little bit of a tip. So mm-hmm. I've always kind of done that when I've wanted to find a new agent um, and I've had some not so good agents over the years. So um, it, it's, it's very difficult to know whether it's going to work or not. And also, I guess sometimes it's good to look at the kind of work they're representing and you don't really want to have exactly the same work because otherwise they're not going to take you because they need to have lots of different styles Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah I think also it's not probably ideal to go with an agent who's got hundreds of artists because a lot of these licensing agents have loads and loads of artists and how can they get everyone work and how can they even have a relationship with those people. and I think, yeah, I mean, the agent isn't the golden egg. It's not the complete answer either. Um, I think if you haven't got the right agent, it's definitely not the answer. It's worse to be with a bad agent. Mm-hmm. Um, it'd be better to be with no agent than a bad agent. Um, Talking from experience, because they all have quite tight contracts. You know, most of them are inclusive, so you don't really get to do any of the work without them, and they mm-hmm. take. Huge, huge cuts as well, yeah. So, um, which is, is fine. They do a lot of work for you, which is is good. You know, they deal with all the contracts. They chase clients if clients aren't replying. So they do all the tough stuff that most artists don't want to do. So mm-hmm. I mean, you know, my, my agent is great. Um, we have a good relationship. So, um, and, you know, she really treats her artists very well. Um, so I feel very lucky now that I have Shahan. support me and my work um but yeah it's been quite a long journey to get to that stage sometimes you have to go with someone and just see how it is and you know if it doesn't work you have to have a get out clause um you work with them for a year and if it's not right then you you know you give your notice in um but it's yeah it's not always easy
1: maybe you can uh, i don't know if she's still looking for a new artist to represent maybe um if maybe you can share her uh um How say that? Website or contact detail in the show notes?
0: Yes, we could do that. Yeah. I think at the moment she she's just taken on four new people. So I don't know um, if she's looking for anyone else. But I think most agents have on their websites details of how to submit work. So most agents will have a submission details of what you need to do to get in touch with them. I think it's always worth just reaching out to people and asking them. You know, they'll tell you if they're not looking for people. or they, they, otherwise they might say, let me have a look at your social media site, or you know, mm-hmm. send me some stuff so I can have a look. I mean, you're not always going to hear back from agents because they're very, very busy people. Yes, and it is, you know, it's always a long shot. Um, but you just have to try sometimes, and you know, sometimes you get lucky.
1: Yeah, you need to get get yourself out there and you try. You know, if you tried it, it didn't work, maybe come back in a year, maybe build up your portfolio and see. You know, and you know, show up, show, show up. I mean different uh, agents they'd go going to the show networking with different people and you know um you know how you go where the industry is um uh, and,
0: yeah okay. plenty of people don't have agents and it's it's working fine to them I think with social media now you don't don't need an agent <laughs> <laughs> because you can show your work to the world through social media mm. uh, you just need to network with other artists you know get on some some courses do do those so that your portfolio is kind of Looking fresh and um, you're doing relevant work. I think those things are all, if not, if not more important, really.
1: So you have been in the industry for, for not century, but <laughs> quite quite a, century. <laughs> quite <laughs> a <laughs> lot, quite a while. Um, yeah, it's more than thirty years, I think. Uh, lessons you have learned throughout your art career. Lessons, not to give up. Yes.
0: Um, uh to. Kind of go with the times, really, I guess. Look, kind of be aware of what's going on and be open to talking with other people, to sharing your ideas, to sharing things about how you work. Um, What else? Yeah, I think just to be kind of open-minded, really, Mm -hmm. and to definitely go along with what's new and kind of embrace new things and new ideas. And, yeah, I think (laughs) but maybe yeah to and also to be relevant to what's going happening i guess that's
1: important um i think so so you need to be aware even though you follow your own voice but it's also you need to you need to learn what's going on in this industry you know you're aware what is going on even though you keep your own voice you know you have your own style
0: you can't just keep your head in the sand I think you definitely need to see what other people are doing and chat with other people, yeah. get a feel for how the industry is going in general, really, and see how other people feel about it. Yes. Um, kind of about communication, I guess, is pretty important. I think it's important to communicate with other artists, mm-hmm. share your ideas. You're not going to share what you're doing completely, but to mm-hmm. share ideas and ways of working and just make the place yeah, a more interesting place, I guess. And to join in with challenges is always a good good thing I think you know I love to join in with the online challenges I think it's a really good way of mm-hmm. creating some new work getting to know some new people and sharing it just sharing ideas and yeah. um, things like that so yeah
1: I think connecting with industry connecting with your community is so important I I, I think you know art itself making art in your own studio is very lonely business and i really miss especially covid after covid i'm so looking forward to see people for real for real people Because like face to face if we, i can you know to come sketch time together and just meet up have tea and just have a little bit brainstorming together It's so important keep yourself um you know um align with the industry you, you know sometimes you can throw out some kind of questions some doubt in a really in very safe environment you feel protected encouraged and i think it's so important to to have this kind of community i think i
0: started doing a few craft and art fairs again which has been really good just to meet customers and because online has <laughs> been the online my etsy shop has been a bit slow again now i think because in COVID it was pretty good everyone was shopping online but it's been good to actually get out set everything up and meet customers again so I'm trying to do every month now to do, do an art market somewhere they seem to be popping up all over London now so <laughs> quite a quite a nice thing to do and meet other artists there as well you know you meet colleagues who you've known online and you know you all have a stall together which is quite nice so mm.
1: um
0: yeah so I'm trying to do a few more of those now just to get out and about a bit more
1: yes I'm. Um- Should- I'm coming to London, hopefully in December, to meet you. And we're going to have a store next to each other, hopefully.
0: But the uh, What's It Fair, they haven't advertised that yet. Huh?
1: No, I'm I going to look into it. I was thinking, oh, I need to set my mind. And, you know, I'm in Amsterdam, so... so. That um, a great, um,
0: that's a great market, the, the um, illustrators did. there at uh, King's Cross. That is a, is a great one. Yeah, it was yeah. great in the summer, so fingers crossed. They should advertise that soon, I think.
1: Yeah, let's keep an eye on it. And uh, last but not least, um, what do you see yourself in three years from now on? Oh.
0: Hopefully still being creative, hopefully still working away on things, collaging. <laughs> I, mean, I don't, I'd also like to maybe try to produce a few more of my own own products, you know, like an own, own line. Mm-hmm. Um, I knows whether that's possible or not, but yeah, I guess just still like to be developing stuff and really, yeah, essentially just still being able to do my work. Um, hopefully there won't be too many outside influences getting in my way, but, um, yeah, no, so yeah, I haven't got any big, huge desire, but I definitely, yeah, hope I can add a few more lines to my little Etsy shop and craft fairs and things, so that I have a few other products to sell,
1: okay. um, that'd be nice yeah uh, where to where can people find if they want to buy your etsy product on the etsy what kind can, uh, can you share the website my shop is called one apple designs um and yeah i can share it afterwards You can. yeah we can it. put on the show notes yeah, yeah please I mean, I, yeah i have a few little bits and books there and i'm going to do a calendar i think for christmas yeah so thanks tea, tea towers yeah i love tea towers <laughs> it's always very popular and greeting cards and yeah, months. yeah, yeah, it's amazing. I can see, I can see, I can envision uh, all your products on beautiful, like Christmas gifts. I can really see that happening. Yeah.
0: I mean, the problem is with producing your own things, you have to invest quite a lot of money, um which is always quite tricky, and then nowhere to store stuff and mm-hmm. um, things that you can still then post out because if you're doing it online, postage is always a big big issue especially in the uk it costs money a lot of money to post stuff and things don't arrive yep. so it's kind of knowing what are the good products you know i think it mainly has to be soft textile type things but um yeah i would like to have a play around and try to develop a few other bits and bobs <laughs> some kitchenware and stuff and that always looks fun trays and things that looks quite quite good fun i always admire your trays and your aprons and things
1: oh <laughs> yeah so we're gonna do a teamwork <laughs>
0: exactly so i would like to yeah one some stage i would just like to develop because you you can do what you want then if you're working for a, an for a um, license or a commission you have to follow the guidelines of your client but it's quite nice to sometimes to be able to have a free range and do what you know what you feel is right yeah. um of course, you never know. Sometimes it's hit and miss sometimes. It's not the right thing for your customer, but you know it's fun to try these things sometimes.
1: Yeah. So, we only live once, and I said, you know, you tried it. It it works. It's great. If it doesn't work, at least you don't regret.
0: <laughs> it's a good way of getting some feedback, actually, on your work. Um, that's, you know, when you do the craft and art markets, that is a great way to get feedback on what people really like. Yes. See their reaction in front of you, and you can see whether someone... <laughs> see what people pick up even if they don't it, they pick it up look at it put it yeah. down then at least you know it's caught their eye yes it's important to get that cause online you don't don't see the reaction either people just browse or they move on but at least if they're standing in front of you yes you I, of a, you
1: know, yeah i love market i love to meet people and tell the story you know and also hear their story and this interaction with people and also see what kind of things they pick it up from your, you know, you you start from zero, from a piece of paper or brush or scissors, and then make a piece of beautiful art. And some people are drawn to certain things; other people from other country to draw other things. So you can learn from different culture. This is also, I think, in a way, um, be a successful artist. I also want to, like also add on to it: keep on learning, keep on. Net- That's very important. Yeah. Yeah, and never satisfy with your past success. You know, this, you know, it's never, never a linear and then you stop there. But I think it's a circle coming back again. You start a ground zero because a certain age, certain, certain period of your career, you learn different things. You, you have a certain knowledge, skill to equip you to go next stage. And I think keep on learning, keep on refreshing, keep on developing new ideas like what you say now i you know you want to do other things than then only things with a right. client briefing to you you know my
0: workshops are quite good as well because i like i mean i don't do them very often but sometimes it's nice mm. to attend a workshop and it, you do something with a group of people and it just sparks off something you hadn't thought about doing yeah you know, idea gets sparked off and then you can develop it into something else um I, so I was like attending one day workshops or just an hour workshop online. It's you know it's great.
1: Oh, uh, you're gonna give workshop
0: also? So, no, no, yeah. Well, I, I like well, I like taking workshops, but I like attending them too of other people. <laughs> so it's um yeah it's always fun to fun to do to see how other people work. I guess. Yeah. Uh, get some tips from them, and yeah, sometimes it just sparks up a new idea, um, which is always important because I, I mean you do get a bit stale sometimes, and you get kind of feel like you've gone up against a brick wall. And you're feeling a bit uninspired and then you think, okay, either you've got to have a browse through Pinterest or Yes. Find a workshop you can join in with, um, just to kind of get out of that being stuck in a hole.
1: Yeah. I'm, yes, yes, that's a so good one because I'm now having have a have space now that I'm planning to organize some workshops. Maybe in the future we can do it on, online um, together or maybe we can come over here. I come to you. Yeah. <laughs> you come over it's here. Space. There's
0: no space in my house. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, online. We can do online I mean, together. The online
0: ones work well because then you have a, a global audience. Yeah. Uh, and they have been, they were a bit of an eye-opener um, doing the online ones it really was and it was fun actually having yeah. people from everywhere I mean I've only done I've done two online workshops yeah hosted, and they were yeah they were really good yeah uh, I enjoyed them I don't know what everyone else thought but I enjoyed <laughs> them and it's good because you can record it and then sell the recording as well um,
1: yeah
0: it's nice to have people from everywhere and you're all working together for a couple of hours
1: yeah It'd be fantastic um you inspired me you inspired me and I think you know it's with the conversation with colleagues and you be more open-minded what you said and also because we are now it's so easy technology you know in a silver line from the COVID the technology we are open more for internet like conversation like this Zoom like this and also we listen and we listen to podcasts and also I think I get out of your comfort zone and keep on you know, exploring the the creative world is big, you know, you can do your own thing. But meanwhile, keep on adding more skills to your plate. That will be amazing. And then you only one click away, you spend half hour, or one hour together as a community. It will be amazing. I like it. I love it. Thank you. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> maybe you can talk more uh, about um, future collaboration for the for the online lessons after the show and i want to thank tracy so much thank you so much for your time and we had a such great great interview with you and i really uh, want you the listener to come to check on your website to support you as well and uh, hopefully we're going to um, Yeah, share the show notes after the, um, yeah, we're gonna share the link with your website and link to your Etsy shop on the show notes. And thank you so much, Tracy, for everything, for your generosity and from your knowledge, for your knowledge to share with our listeners. And uh, have. And, and I also want to share the listeners for your time. And uh, hopefully we have more episodes to spark your day. And thank you so much for now. Bye-bye. <music> Thank you for listening to today's episode. Please check out our show notes or our website, thrivingwomenartists.com. If you like our podcast, please leave a review. See you next week.